Dean, give up your smallness, your humanity, and become boundless within me. Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we're in for season 11. Chris, the lore keeps getting larger. How do they do it? What are they feeding this lore? I don't know how this lore is getting so big. I'm getting overwhelmed. That lore is so big, I'm about to add more O's into the way I spell it. That's how Mm -hmm. big it's getting. Mm -hmm. Just like Luke. Mm -hmm. And for any of you Star Wars nerds out there. That's right. I finally read that book, and it's weird. It's weird, right? Like, that's a weird book. It's a very strange book. Everybody everybody has been like, everybody that that is a Star Wars fan is like, it's not actually him going into her vagina to check on his uh, his niece and nephew. Yeah, I did did confirm that. He feels, Luke Skywalker feels the force energy of the children inside of his sister's womb, okay? Yes, yes. Which is weird. (laughs) And he does it without her express permission, at least as Uh, it's written in the book, right? Like, if he had. He's feeling the babies, not her. uh, It's got nothing to do with her. Dude, that's even worse. That's way worse. Uh. (laughs) That removes her from those. Anyway, let's not get on this at all uh thank you everybody for returning to the podcast uh thank you to our patrons over patreon.com slash monster of the week they kick up a couple of bucks to uh keep the lights on around here and to uh keep me and chris in video games i guess um i don't don't know what chris does with his cut of the money i really don't pay my car payment sure there you go (laughs) helping chris pay the bills uh so thank you everybody that does that we've had some new patrons i forgot to write who they were down but i'll I'll shout you out next week i promise Uh, oh wait judy is one judy just joined the discord shout Uh, out to judy shout out to judy and also there's other people who i forgot like mayor mchat i think or something like a fancy hat yeah mayor mcfancy hat joined i don't know who that was on patreon because mayor fancy hat we could have added part of that anyway yeah but thank you to everybody doing that (laughs) chris we talked about how large this lore is man oh it brother (laughs) give it give it to me man what's been happening with season oh you want to happen last time on supernatural (laughs) (laughs) on supernatural supernatural uh last time on supernatural oh my god it's god wrote chris into his notes that's right the big man on campus finally decided to show himself reaffirmed chris confirmed once and for all that carver edland author of the in-universe supernatural novels also known as chuck was not simply a prophet but god himself 
Thanks to Metatron, of all people, Chuck finally has decided to step onto the field, back onto the field, seemingly to help the Winchesters one last time in their fight against Amara. Meanwhile, said Sister of Darkness still has Lucifer slash Castiel held captive, and Crowley and Rowena are still wild cards yet to be played. That's a lot, Chris. That's a lot. That's large lore. That's some large lore. So we're covering season 11, episode 21, All in the Family. This was written by Brad Buckner and Eugenie Ross Lemming, directed by Thomas J. Wright, and aired on May 11th, 2016. The war continues. Amara shows Dean how she's torturing Lucifer. Worried for Castiel, Dean and Sam come up with a plan to rescue him from Amara's clutches. Uh, right off the bat, like we're just kind of straight into it. Like, we pick yeah. up from immediately where we left off, which is Sam and Dean um, standing in the middle of the street, holding the glowing amulet in front of Chuck, who they thought was a prophet of the Lord, uh, and it turns out to just be the Lord. Yeah, and Sam's looking at Dean, giving him the eyebrows, the, you know, the big Sam-raised eyebrows with that forehead doing its thing. You think you're gonna put that? You're gonna put that necklace back on finally, bro? <laughs> remember, remember when you you threw that cherished gift I gave you into the trash, bro? You're gonna put it back on? Do you think that there's sometimes where Sam is worried that he's hallucinating his entire life, and the eyebrows he's, go man, up that far where he's like, "It's Dean, happened are you, before. Are you seeing this? Like, is, am yeah. I? In, is this the real world or is this fake Lucifer world? Because I am. Am I in the cage right now? <laughs> Sam has gotten a lot better at at hiding the little hiccup." in between you know him uh, seeing something and then kind of reacting to it he, he can he, it's pretty quick now you know he, he hides that that second delay because he always has to look around and just check his surroundings like he's got to gauge dean's reaction he goes okay he's seen it too all right <laughs> i'm gonna check back in <laughs> there's no way that lucifer would would put a, a homeless guy out front of this gas and sit up like there's no way there's no way this is real life <laughs> yeah. this is real life <laughs> um so but yeah uh, they Basically, Chuck is like, hey, I'm God. And Dean's like, yeah, I don't know who you are. Like, there's there's no way. And all of a sudden, they are teleported back into the bunker in a uh, really nice camera shot. Like, I feel like doing these crash shots that they're going to do a couple times in this episode are all executed really, really well. So, mm -hmm. shouts and to the uh, cinematographer or whatever they yeah. call that. And it's uh, it's mid sentence for Dean, which really helps the, the, the you know the scene flow because he's saying something and suddenly it's like, well, holy shit. Um, and yeah, so they're back at the bunker, and God's like, yeah, right, I'm God uh aka chuck um and also kevin's here yes. and i thought that kevin was gonna come up big <laughs> for this episode uh he reminds us that prophets exist yes tight thank you for that thank you for that um, kevin. We but appreciate sorry osric you get one line now get back on the bus and go home yeah yeah sorry we can't afford to keep you here go back to hillywood osric that's where you belong yeah. now you belong yeah. in hillywood come i um uh, I did like seeing Kevin though. Like it's it's weird because Kevin looks about the same age as he did than the last time we saw him, like a couple of seasons ago. Whereas the boys have just gotten a little, a little gr grizzlier a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like so, yeah, like it's, yeah. it's he looks like a baby compared to the three other men in this room. Yeah, he looked very, uh, very smooth skinned. He was just looking real, real, real clean. Um, God was like, <laughs> okay, for, so Kevin says, "All right, you guys should ch trust Chuck." Uh, he's a, he's a good dude. You would say that, Kevin. Um, and then he gets sent from the veil back up to heaven, right? That's just what I assume has happened here. I forgot that Kevin was sort of just stuck in, in ghost land. <laughs> yeah, I guess I did too. Um, not I, purgatory, I, I, but not heaven or hell. Yeah, yeah. So he gets an upgrade and he gets to go to heaven where his mom is, right? Is his mom? I, did mom I thought die? she was, I thought she was chilling with him. They were ghosts around? together. Or did she just, wait. 
Did she take him home? Yeah, she like took they, him home. That's the last time like, we saw him. She took his ghost thing home, right? So she's just like at the house <laughs> and ghost Kevin is there. Yeah, she just hangs out and like yells at him. She makes him go to ghost college and like yells yeah. at him from getting ghost C's instead of ghost A's right. and B's. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like, mom, I'm a fucking ghost. I'm a um, ghost mom. I don't need to learn calculus anymore. And she's like, you're going to learn it. You're going to get a good yeah. job. <laughs> uh, holy crap, says Dean. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, um, we finally so, cut. Go ahead. We get our our splash screen, and then um, we got an extremely chatty and nervous Sam trying to talk to God. This is very cute, by the way. Just want to say that yeah. out loud. This yeah. is extremely cute. I am here for Sam not really understanding how to talk to God and just being super nervous about it and rambling. And also, uh, Dean getting kind of super pissy with God in the same scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's got some some big questions. Uh, about where the hell God has been, why he's been absent for all this time. Uh, and obviously, you know, we got Jensen putting in the work. Um, he, he starts tearing up, talking about um, a God who, who never cared for the people who have been praying to him, all these terrible things that have happened since. And, and to be, you know, when there is no God, it's like, well, there's no God. That's why these things happen. And that's why we have to do things on our own. And then you're confronted with God and you realize, holy shit, all these churches and all these people who have prayed to you all this time, you've never lifted a finger to help them. How could you? Like, how, how do you just walk out on us like that? Um, and Chuck I, says that he intervened for ages to keep things on track. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I, I like this a lot. I wish the show had hammered home or reminded us a little bit about Dean's kind of weird atheism in the face of all things uh, cosmic. Because he's mm-hmm. literally told Sam before of like, yeah, angels could exist and like Lucifer could exist, but that doesn't necessarily mean that God can exist. So I kind of feel like what you said of like God isn't here or never or has never existed in the first place is something that Dean had really taken to heart and like kind of used it to justify how shitty this world of his life had been and to find out like, Oh no, I'm a created being. And this person specifically did this to me and then walked away is really, really shitty. And yeah. um, Like in questioning God of like, you were writing books and going to fan conventions. Like, did you have no memory of this or did you block it out while people were dying? Like what the hell is wrong with you? And uh, you know, Chuck does that kind of stereotypical justification of, you know, I wasn't helping, you know, the, nobody would, would grow while I kept interfering. So I'd left them to grow on their own. And Dean's like, uh, from where I sit, it feels like you were, you left us and are trying to justify it. And Chuck <laughs> correctly Oof. identifies this as like a problem with John Winchester and not with Chuck. <laughs> so yeah. That's very like, funny. Bro, do not confuse me with your dad. Okay. <laughs> Um, which is yep yeah, fair i actually kind of thought that that was gonna be a little bit more of like a, a theme of this episode but no it doesn't come up again i think i think the family stuff is just not with dean i think they, they transfer yeah, that yeah. to all the lucifer and god stuff uh yeah, and they, they lean yeah. on that in a way that i kind of don't like so I'm, we're gonna get into that a little bit okay um and then we cut back over to uh, amara tur- torturing lucifer uh aka Cass. um so she wants to uh, she's torturing Lucifer, saying like, "Hey, like you, you can call in God, right? Like you should, you should call him to come save you." Um, and weirdly, I found that through this, I mean, Lucifer's not going to do that, but he also seems like he's kind of on God's side in all of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if he had to pick one of the two, he's choosing God, which you, you know is is surprising. But I guess given what we know about Lucifer, maybe not. 
Well, like in the last episode, we saw Lucifer specifically try to win her over on her side. And she said, yeah. you know, you, you, you put me in the cage. Why would I ever trust you again? So I feel like the reason that he's choosing God is because either he's going to die or God is going to save him somehow. And the idea yeah. of God saving him is so laughable that he's like, yeah, I'm not going to tell this chick anything. Like he's going right. to go out fighting essentially. Um, and she, then she starts noticing something weird with the vessel. And uh, mm-hmm. we cut over to Dean, who has just smashed three beers down and is on the internet doing mm-hmm. IP searches for Amara, which is very funny yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, so is this, is this where, they're, when they're talking to Chuck and he's comparing like his complicated sibling relationship uh, with Amara to Sam and Dean? He's like, yeah, you guys know how it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that and happened then earlier he says, Yeah. Then he says that Amara has warded her location from him. Like, mm. she has protected herself from, from him being able to track her, which doesn't make any goddamn sense. She wants him to find her. She's trying to get his attention. Why would she ward herself so that they couldn't track her location? Also, he's God, first of all. But second of all, that's counterintuitive to what she is trying to accomplish. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of this, um, a lot of this stuff, like with the warding and the I can't teleport, and there's there's a lot of like like things that are. I hope it's not coming on the mic. My dog is eating a dog chew behind me, so I hope <laughs> I'm not hearing it. I'm okay, not hearing if, it. if anybody's hearing like in the back, like that's not it's me. Yeah, it's it's all Chris Mosier. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not really a fan of like she's warding me against she's warded against me and. Also, like I brought this up in the last episode, but like God, God's whole thing is kind of being omnipotent. And if he created everything to be a certain way and to do a certain thing. And he says in this episode, like I created you and everything that's going to come after you. Like he's already done that in the past. So like everything has to be and he put free will into it, which like makes no sense whatsoever. But whatever. Um But like he he's surprised to find out that Metatron rats on him right towards the end of the episode. Right. And that's it's just some of this stuff, some of the pieces of this don't make sense in a way that I feel like I just have to let go of when it comes to Supernatural post season Mm -hmm. 11. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm never going to get back to, um, you know, salt bullets, take care of uh, whatchamacallit ghost. Yeah. Um, and like, like the ba- very basic building blocks of the lore mm-hmm. of this show. Like, mm-hmm. it's now just too much. Like, nobody can I miss keep up it. with all this. I, I miss too. it. Yeah, the lore is large, and you know, th- this is this is a fun episode. I- I've liked the last few, but I I miss I miss the s- the smaller scale sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So again, I I guess Amara has just a god level warding ability around her that isn't specifically tailored to stop uh capital g god from finding her it's just so happens to be too strong to let her be found i guess it's a it's a level six spell chris yeah it's a level six spell and god's only casting a level five um uh search spell Uh, he doesn't have enough uh, mp to uh cast a level six spell right now to or or let's let maybe give the writers um which i mean it's a buck layman episode so you know your mileage may vary on this but like maybe give the writers some credit and say like oh this is them this is Chuck giving a flippant reason for not being able to find Amara when really oh, he's true. just he's just spinning out time because his whole thing here is he's going to give up to Amara. So he's letting these people think that they have something to do while all of that's happening and this is all preordained for Chuck's opinion. So who knows? Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And that's that's better than that. like none of this shit makes sense, I guess. <laughs> yeah, better than that he doesn't have enough MP. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh as Dean is in the bunker, Amara shows up in a vision to him. Um, yeah. she, she says, um, 
she says she tell she shows Dean what Castiel looks like right now, uh, and it's bad. He's not looking good. Uh, Misha has been roughed up, and she says, "You know, if God is has shown Himself again, if He contacts you, you should tell Him what I am doing. You should tell. You should send Him to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you should tell Him that I'm doing this." And she reference she points to Castiel slash Lucifer and also other things. And that's when we go to, was it Lewis, Oklahoma? Was it Oklahoma? Did, did I don't pay know. Attention? I okay. wrote down suburban neighborhood. Cool. Okay. It was definitely Lewis in some state, but I didn't, I didn't quite catch what it was, but uh, Amaris fog is here and it's wrecking everybody except for one dude who is going to well, be maybe the worst slash best part of this episode. So. This guy's all right. This guy's all right. He's um, kind of goofy. Yeah. We, um, uh, so cut back to the bunker. We see Sam gaming on his laptop. Um, JK, it's research, you guys. No, uh, no, no dude, that he's playing a little, playing a little solitaire. Maybe some Minesweeper. <laughs> yeah, he's playing a little. Um, what's it called? RuneScape. Expert um, Minesweeper, where it's the big mm, grid. Ooh, there's a yes. lot of fives and fours in there. You got to watch out for Sam. You're a lunatic, Sam. Um, Sam's like, I wish Rowena was here. <laughs> Well, of course. Yeah. You're lonely. Yeah, dude. Yeah. We, we know, dude. We know you miss your girlfriend. You don't think Chris um, wants to be with Jess every single weekend, but they can't. Right. It's quarantine time. It's quarantine, right. Sam. It's and also, simple. Also, I think she might be dead. I'm not sure what. No, no, no. She's run off. She just ran off. She just book. ran off. Yeah. Um, uh, they had this Dean's conversation, still- too. This this frustrates me because Dean's like, well, she can't be here, Sam. She's not going to show her head when she still has that book and she knows we're looking for her. And I'm like, God is in the next room, dog. Like, yeah. have her snap. Yeah. Have him snap. And He's taking a long ass shower right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you? This is probably a good time to talk about it. Like, there's going to be a lot of God acting like a kind of a schlobby human, where Dean mm-hmm. complains about him taking long showers and singing. He's we're going to show up, and he's got like kicked back on the couch in boxer shorts eating you know chinese food takeout like are you a fan of this stuff like this is a little too hammy for me to, to it's a little too much it's a little too much i could under i mean i don't know because i think when he when he turns on the god stuff he he's he's pretty good at it mm-hmm. um i just I, I guess how else would they have handled it you know like as much as i i'm not necessarily a huge fan of the the full-on in your boxers a god who doesn't care about anything um like yeah, what else would they would have done? Like he's just like sitting quietly in the corner of the bunker. Like I don't know, I I don't know. I can't picture what else supernatural would would do uh, tonally for something like this. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, like I, don't know. I, I I guess like if God has decided to join the fight, like if he's player two, right? Like or player mm-hmm. three in this organization, like I I want him to be a little bit more proactive. And they d- during the entire episode, he's just like completely checked out, uh, which is. Oh, kind of frustrating uh, like you, you be, and i guess maybe that's the point of maybe like you meet your maker and you're like oh well this dude is not this dude doesn't need like eighteen thousand super churches in the united states <laughs> like this right, is just a guy right. they've chucked it's like just, maybe that's the whole dude. point of this yeah yeah um and like you said before he he has this plan he already knows what he's gonna do um and the boys don't know that yet so maybe yeah. this is just him kind of like biding his time and and uh hanging hanging loose <laughs> Hanging loose in, to go. in Dean's robe. He stole the robe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. He watched all his porn. Yeah, that's weird. Um, never watch another man's porn. It's just weird. Strange. Strange. Um, Sam finds out about the, the fog in Oklahoma, about this, mm-hmm. this town that's under attack, and Chuck refuses to do anything about it. He's like, you know, I'm not going over there. This is her baiting me to do something. I will not be manipulated. Um, and that's when, uh, or no, thousands Sam, of people died. Let's just, th- thousands of people died. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Thanks, okay. Chuck. 
Um, Sam and Dean, on the way to this town, get a phone call from Marv. Uh, Marv has seen Sam and Dean on the news talking to Chuck, uh-huh. which is uh-huh. a very funny moment for me. He climbs yeah. the bar to pause it because, of course, they have DVR hooked up in this hole-in-the-wall Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very funny to me. Yeah, um, so he decides to call Dean. Yeah, yeah. He calls Dean. He wants to meet up uh sam and he, can, he has something to tell him but he can only tell him in person i thought it was gonna be something real juicy and secretive he probably could have said it on the phone though i feel like he could have just faxed over a copy of the biography like this all could have been done remotely like again you know quarantine procedure that's on my brain a lot nowadays and like you didn't have to go to a, Mex- a mexican restaurant in the middle of nowhere to to take care of this problem <laughs> like you could have just handled yeah. it you yeah. could have just handled it just, over the phone just taking care of it drop him a zoom invite marv what are you doing yeah come on marv <laughs> Uh, Marv can't afford internet right now. Marv's no a hard way. time. No way, dude. Sam and Dean meet up with the lone survivor of Amara's like ghost fog thing, and his name is Donatello Redfield, uh, which is the Redfield that you don't play as in Resident Evil Two. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he comes back in the fifth game. Comes back um, in the fifth game exactly. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm I'm named after that Donatello. Uh, obviously they were gonna make his, this joke, but Dean saying the mutant Ninja Turtle, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> It's very funny. Because Dean seems funny. like, why, why the fuck would you even say that to me, guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I do, I do, I do like when Dean does these kind of things, and he does like the the mutant ninja turtle. And Sam is just like looks at him and like, okay, yeah, this is definitely real life. This Lucifer would never think that my brother is this dumb. He would never yeah. think that my brother is this dumb. This has to be real life. Luc- <laughs> this is not a hallucination. Yeah. I am not in the cage. Because <laughs> uh, Dean is like offended. He's like, you, you, you're named after a ninja turtle, you idiot. You fucking <laughs> idiot. What is wrong of with your mother? That's not what he means, Dean. Like, what would he have done? He was ready to fight. <laughs> what have you done? He'd be like, yeah, the fucking Ninja Turtle. Who is you, Leonardo? What's the matter? What the hell, man? You look like a Raphael to me, short pants. What's up? Oh, shit. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, this dude survived. He was the only one in the town that did, and something weird happened to him. His his brain exploded with a new and terrible knowledge of symbols and languages, and that he saw visions of destruction and death, and also a beautiful woman with dark red hair that's coming to to kill us all. So you know, yeah. average day in the life of Jeremy Greer, but like this yeah. Donatello, apparently this was a little weird. This was a little new for for our man here. Um, and obviously he's like, yeah, you guys must think I'm crazy. They say, uh, no, but <clears throat> excuse us. For excuse, we gotta, we gotta step outside. We gotta, uh, we excuse, have to step away. Uh, no, uh, no, we don't think you're crazy, sir. But, uh, pl- oh, I am getting a phone. Just give me one second. He's like, fuck, they think I'm crazy. And then they walk one foot away and then they talk about him. And they like this conversation is another thing. And this kind of goes right along with the, she's warded against me of them talking about the inner mechanics of like how profits work because, and it feels like it's just, it's literally talking to the viewer and being like, no, 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 we, 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 we know Canon. We know Canon. We know we're, we're, we're thinking about all this stuff and I just don't care about it. Like, they, you know, Crowley killed all of the prophets of the Lords a, a few seasons ago, and even the future ones too. Uh, but this one is here, and how is that happening? Maybe it's a Mars prophet and all this other stuff. And I'm like, dude, it's just a prophet. Who the fuck cares? Just like, a prophet. Yeah, I don't know. Crowley was wrong. That's the simplest solution yeah. to all this. Like Crowley was they, dumb. There was just more <laughs> after the fact. Yeah, Crowley didn't. They didn't write all of them on the demon tablet or the angel yeah. tablet or whatever fucking list, whatever tablet they got this from. I don't remember. Okay. Um. But yeah, so all right, seems like he's a prophet. Um, Sam slips the dude a little note. He's like, "Brother, take a look at this real quick. I just, just, it's my little, it's 
check out my lyrics, bro. He slides it to him. Uh, his this Enochian just... lyrics. And the guy's like, yeah, I don't know what this is. And then suddenly he's like, oh shit, I do know what this is. What the fuck? Why does this note say 32W47L? Is that your gene size? What is happening is that right your now? Gene size? <laughs> the guy's just staring slack jaw. What the fuck? At that length, he can't say anything. His eyes are bugging out. Looking up and down, looking up at the seam of those legs. Is this the personal phone number to Mr. Levi? Is that where you have to get your jeans from? <laughs> Sam just does one quick nod, yes. Mm, yes, yes. This proves um, that you can speak the gene language. Uh, but yes, it was uh, it was his gene size in Anokian. <laughs> Forty-seven L uh, is really getting me, Chris. I don't know why. <laughs> that's a long gene, brother. That is a long gene. Damn, that's a lot of denim down there, my that's man. That's a lot of pant. That's a lot. Of pant. <laughs> that's a whole. That's a whole spool of pant. Uh, that forty-seven L goes all the way up to heaven, too, right, Chris? That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Sam kind of like shifts shifts his like a little bit under the table, so like I can just get a just a little little whiff yeah. of that. Uh, all right, so um, <laughs> Amara reaches out to Dean again while he's getting coffee, and she says, "Hey, we need to meet face to face. I'm gonna kiss you again." motherfucker and dean's like whoa dude i don't know how to handle that right now you kidnapped my boyfriend but like also i'm kind of into this also i'm kind of into this too like i'm not you know i'm pretty much a bisexual disaster anyway so this is yeah (laughs) this Um, is too much to handle i have a i have morals amara (laughs) somewhere i I think i left them in the bunker (laughs) i have morals but i also have feelings so uh they wrap up donatello stick him in the impala they're driving back to the bunker and then giving him a full download on all things supernatural and the current mm-hmm. sitch and donatello is freaking out and he's doing a weird like the thing that you do when you do the john winchester's via nixon impression like, <laughs> yeah yeah that thing he's doing that a lot it's very strange yeah um i just to get out of the way, I think this guy is fine. Like he's a little too over the top for a side mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. And I love at the end. They're just like later. See ya. Yeah. Like they yeah. kick him off the show. Yeah. He tones it down a little bit throughout, but, um, at first, I mean, whatever this car, ride's kind of funny. Um, cause he's, you know, he's struggling to figure all this stuff out. And, um, then they get back to the bunker and obviously, uh, Chuck's chilling there eating Chinese food, watching Dean's porn or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so Dean's like, yo, Chuck, like, chill with the god stuff we got a prophet coming in but he's like kind of freaked out a little bit about all this so like let's just be cool um and chuck's like yeah no problem as soon as soon as donatello walks in chuck's like yo what up it's your boy i created you uh i'm god Um, (laughs) i created all things after you what up can you drop that can you drop a a l and a s on the chat please (laughs) (laughs) um hey y'all it's god i made sam's legs that long (laughs) 47 L's. <laughs> Lucifer uh, called me crazy when I got to 46, but I kept going. Yeah. Kept going. I had to invent a guy to make a gene so that Sam could eventually buy them. That's what I did. That's what, That's I, what did. I did. That is what I did. And y'all better believe it. And this guy's like, oh, okay. That's a lot to take in. Thanks, Chuck. I um I also like the moment when Sam and Donatello are going down the stairs, and I don't know if Donatello gets in a little bit of a hurry or if Sam's just rushing him along, but he like st- like trips and stumbles, and I'm like, are they just like beating up on this nerd on this like yeah. chemistry professor? What is that's now a prophet like, of the Lord? What is happening? It's like that a little bit. Um, so 
from here, Sam and Dean get back onto a uh, into the Impala to go visit Marv, who is at the restaurant ordering what looks like shitty margaritas for the boys, um, and fills them in on God's plan, which is, of course, to sacrifice himself to Amara to let her do whatever she wants. Uh, they immediately don't believe him, so he busts out the autobiography, and then they... It's not an autobiography, it's a suicide note. <laughs> Marv. Marv. Marv Marv really slips back to bad Marv in this episode yeah. and, they, and then wins yeah. in the end But um, mm-hmm. and then there's this weird scene kind of out of nowhere where Chuck and Dean are just hanging out at a children's playground for a little while it's enough enough with the playgrounds everybody is it if the you only see two grown men man I you just you don't you call the police that's all it, you gotta do is it the only thing to do in Vancouver like is this is it just a Seriously. city full of like wet pipe factories and pl- children's yeah. playgrounds yeah. Like, and they're about to go to a huge wet pipe factory <laughs> the biggest the biggest in town no it's not a water tower it's a wet pipe factory um but this is a serious conversation th- who because mm-hmm. god because i mean dean immediately brings it up uh marvin excuse me god is like yeah you know i love watching children it's not creepy at all i just it's think they're fascinating I I, it's not yeah. creepy at all i invented you know child molestation but you know i don't participate like that's a weird that's a weird gig why'd right? you bring it up then Why'd you bring it up? <laughs> it's weird it up, that you Chuck? brought it up. Weird that you mentioned it at the playground. You just said molestation out loud at the playground. We should leave, Chuck. What do you, what do you mean you know the age of consent in all 50 states? That's a weird thing to tell me. That's a Chuck. weird thing. Chuck, Chuck I, calm down. I was trying to ask you about your sister. Please stop bringing this stuff up. <laughs> yeah, you your sister again. way older than 17, and I can't yeah. believe it's 17 yeah. in the state that we're in. <laughs> what is this? It's very strange. Um, but he asked God basically straight out, like, well, if if you find these people so fascinating, uh, you know, why why are you bailing? And, of course, God immediately realizes Marv tattled on him. And I like I like Chuck's response here, which is, well, you think I'm a dick, so why do you care? And, like, Dean has a moment of, like, I kind of fucking don't, Shit. man. Kind of. I'm kind of just I'm just going through the motions here, man. Like, I don't. My brother is here, I guess. Maybe that has something. Like, yeah. I, that barely works for me anymore. Like, I can't finish unless, like, I'm pretending that I'm dead inside. So, um. But yeah, Dean's like, yo, like this sacrificial plan, this isn't going to work. She's going to if she beats you, then she's just going to destroy all of humanity. Um, it's not just a, oh, I'll take the, I'll take the bullet on this one. And then you guys will be fine. No, no, no. It's not how it's going to work. Um, God thinks that humanity is going to step up if he fails. He's like, yeah, you guys, he says something to Dean along the lines of like, you are the fire that walks between light and dark or something like that. Um, you were the it, firewall between light and dark. Oh, okay. So okay. the, 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 you know, a brick wall between these two opposing forces. He also says that, you know, when humanity is going to step up, like you guys will figure it out, like Sam referring to Sam and Dean or the other chosen. And I'm like, are we starting a franchise here? <laughs> like the yeah. last spinoff did not work, but if you want to talk to me about wayward sisters right now, like let's they could it. be the chosen ones. I'm fine yeah. with that. Like if that's the premise, let's rock. <laughs> is there another vessel for Lucifer out there somewhere? Let's, yeah. let's yeah. hear it. <laughs> can um, we shoot it? <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. Can we use it somehow? Uh, can we sacrifice it? Uh, yeah. So he, um, you know, yeah. Dean's like, dude, this is above my pay grade. Like I can kill a vampire. No sweat. Dude. No sweat. We can get some Levi's jeans. No sweat. No some Wranglers. Mm-hmm. Not a problem, dude. Mm-hmm. But killing the darkness, man, I don't know about that. And, um, he insists that it's God's problem and God is just basically like, nah, man, it's not going to happen. There's some really good dialogue in here. Um, that I, I like, I like Dean's comment of you started all of that. Does this give you the right to end it? 
which I think is a pretty powerful like metaphorical mm-hmm. question. And uh, mm-hmm. and then tells him like we're not toys you can just throw away. We deserve more than that. Um, which is true. Like I think like if in this situation where God has created us all and now He's abandoning us, like that's kind of a shitty thing to do, no matter what He thinks He's doing. And it's of course it's a parallel between all of the times Dean and Sam have tried to do this exact same maneuver and failed. Right. Like I think that's right. Pretty, pretty, pretty heavily on everybody's minds at this point. Um, we go back to the bunker uh, where Dean gets Donatello a beer, and Donatello's like, or he's like, I don't know if you drink, and Donatello's like, I do now. And then he like takes a sip, and he's like, he actually does that kind of thing like people do when they first take a beer, which I thought was yeah. hilarious. Uh, um, Metatron's there to help them too. He's hanging out at the bunker, um, freaking, freaking Donatello out about, hey, I know about you. You're written on the inside of angels' eyeballs or some shit. Um, but the plan here is they they want to stop god's kamikaze mission uh, according yes. in, in, to use metatron's words um and surprisingly he really actually wants to help save creation um so the plan is to go in rescue lucifer uh and have him teleport them out so they can just like get away right away leave the impala behind fucking rude bad, um, bad plan right here unbelievable man. shit unbelievable. obviously dean didn't come up with that part of it um <laughs> dean assumed that Stan was going to take one of the many disposable cars in the bunkers that we've never seen again right since the yeah. the wizard of oz episode so right. the, the fact that sam took the impala to go do a teleport action is like there's going to be repercussions in season 12 yeah. chris yeah um and then after they save Lucifer, they're going to convince God to like basically use Lucifer as a weapon to fight Amara. Um, Donatello thinks that he can sense Amara since he's her prophet. So um, they're going to go find her. Dean is going to go and keep her busy and they're going to go try and pull off this rescue mission. And it starts like we don't we we get explained the what, what I thought was going to be the next the plot of the next episode. Um, mm-hmm. And then it starts. Dean shows up in um like this familiar wood that we've seen before where Amara is. Um, Amara is very explicit about their relationship together. She says, you know, she's missed him and the cessations that you arouse in me, which is <laughs> Dean's like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh man, what am I gonna do, man? Oh, oh man. Oh jeez. Oh. oh goodness. <laughs> Pulling on his neck collar. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this amulet giving out a red light? What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> um, and you know, Dean basically says, "Yeah, we can't be together. We need to walk away." And I'm like, "Man, I, dude, you can't break up with her, bro. You it's can't not break gonna up, be that easy. You can't break break up with the sister of creation, bro. You can't do yeah, it. It ain't happening." Um, he says, "Um, they can't be a thing that they should walk away." And she says, "Then why don't you?" Mm-hmm. She's like, "Bro, I know you're not." Cause she keeps calling him "bro." It's like, damn. Tomorrow. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Um, uh, <laughs> the our other gang, Sam, Donatello, and Marv, show up at the the wettest of wet pipe factories. What looks like a huge grain silo, where Lucifer is strung up, uh, almost in the form of a cross, but not quite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucifer, they didn't want to go all the way with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe that's a little too much on the nose. Says yeah. <laughs> says Brad Buckner and Eugenie <laughs> Ross Lemming. Maybe yeah. maybe that's too much for maybe us. It's a step too far. Uh, um, but this is this is a this is a huge wet pipe factory. Huge wet pipe factory, and mm. uh, Lucifer is just full of quips, even while being rescued. I didn't bother to write any of them down. I don't think that they're super funny. There's just a a lot of quips, Chris. Just- yeah, the thing that Castiel, uh, or rather Misha Collins, really delivers here um, is when Sam gives him the ultimatum of, "Hey, we're gonna save you." But if you say no, we're leaving you here and Mark Mar can kill you. We don't give a shit. Um, like, and, and he repeats back to Sam, say no. 
do I look like I'm a fan? Meaning, uh, am I a fan of, of Amara? Like, he's basically like, yeah, I'm down to fight her regardless. Um, but the way that Misha delivered it, he's got like some real like, like venom in his voice for that one line. He, mm-hmm. he just, he, he stabs that home because there is a lot of annoying quips because they're, they got to write Lucifer to be annoying. Um, but there is that one moment I was like, all right, all right, Misha, I got you. Uh, Marv starts casting this weird spell thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really know he's what trying he's to doing. like find the right spell i guess yeah like it's it's because he keeps saying like he's looking for the right one and he's trying to go fast but it's basically something to free lucifer um yeah. lucifer of course agrees to help uh amara go tells dean we go back over to the woods and he tells dean like you've had a rough life and you could have a better one uh and of course dean does his normal like i'm not ready to give up on this world even though it has problems and she says mm-hmm. you should give up your smallness your humanity and become boundless within me Oh. And boy, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot for a second date. That's um, <laughs> I mean, third. Like, let's count the third. mark of Cain as just a first date by itself, yeah. right? So th- okay. this is sure, this sure, is probably sure. date three. Like, yeah. you would you'd maybe expect some some Frenching at the end. You know I mean, they've saying? talked on the phone a few times. Sure, they've um, done some casual sexting. I guess you know. Yes, <laughs> yeah. very casual, very casual. She keeps sending Dean pictures of his tied up boyfriend, which is a lot. Um, <laughs> admittedly that is a lot uh, tied up pictures of castiel and then the uh the eggplant emoji and he's like i don't yes. understand emojis like, i don't understand what is happening here this <laughs> are you like eating him what's yeah. going on right now are you making him into vegetables i don't like vegetables make this him is- into bacon if you're gonna make him into food make him um, into a cheeseburger <laughs> yeah please um so yeah back to uh back back to the sam and and, and the gang um he asks Lucifer is if working with uh, his father is going to be a problem for him. Um, and Metatron keeps trying to channel that spell. It is quite interesting that in a moment, uh, Sam is going to be lifting Lucifer up and carrying him out. It's just a situation that you never picture them to be in. It, um, you hate to see it, Chris. You, you hate really, to see it. Brother. You really hate, you hate to, to see it. <laughs> um, I've lost my place in my notes. Where are we, we head at? back to Dean? Not a lot yes. happens there. So this is a quick one. We head back to Dean. Um, uh, and yeah, she basically says like, what you're feeling, this attraction for me, this thing that you're feeling that drawn to me that you can't control is the feeling of it's the end of your struggle. It's finally mm-hmm. placing down, laying down all of your burdens essentially. Um, yeah. And she reaches up and she touches his face and it begins to look a little troubled. And then we very quickly are bouncing back between these two scenes. Lucifer is released. Uh, Amara senses something re- really wrong. It's revealed that Lucifer can't teleport them for whatever reason. So uh, Sam has to grab him up. Um, Donatello starts to feel Amara coming. So they all run out. And then Marv makes a last stand and says, I'll stay. You guys go and I'll distract her or take care of her. Um Sam and the gang all load up in the Impala. Marv starts doing some blood magic, which I'm super into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm only question in my brain right now is like, is Dean dead? <laughs> like, did they fucking kill Dean right. off screen? Like they did fucking Cyclops and X-Men three. Excuse me. <laughs> How are they going to do that to my boy? Um, but when Amara shows up, Marv casts the spell, which looks like our standard, like angel banishment thing that we've seen a couple of mm-hmm. times. Uh, but of course it's, fucking amara and it doesn't work he had to know that that wouldn't work looks like it just gave her a blowout like her hair just yeah. looks kind of feathery now like good yeah, job she looks better now way she looks go, way dude. better now with her hair kind of whooshed <laughs> so yeah. um he asks her to spare the universe and she is not at all happy about any of this and she utterly destroys him 
I mean, it, before she utterly destroys him, she utters the most amazing cosmic sentence ever, which she says, spare this. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on, y'all. It's, it's God's talks? sister. It's an ancient yeah. being. Why does she sound like fucking she, Bill and Ted? She cocks the shotgun. <laughs> spare this. Why is she doing air guitar like she's a fucking wild stallion right yeah. now? This is ridiculous. This is spare too much. this. Uh... I love this next scene where Sam and the boys are careening around corners and they've got the camera set up on the inside yeah. of the Impala. Super cool shots. Super Dude, cool shots. really great stuff. Like, I, I, I thought this was great. Like, the boy, everybody, like, leaning the same way as the car, as the inertia hits them and everything. Like, just some really fun action shots right now. Yeah, it was it was really exciting to, to watch these, actually. Um, and then, boom, Amara just appears in the road in front of him. It's, like, it's like kind of scary for a second. It's, like, some horror movie shit. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. It was really... Um, they try to back up, but that's not working. And just as it seems like um, there is no hope, there is no escape. Uh, once again, snap. They are pulled out of the situation, Impala and all, and dropped into the bunker. And all I can think about for the rest of the episode is how they going to get that thing out. Unless get that God out moves it for them, how are they going to hey, get that thing hey, out? Hey, Chucky. Hey, Chuck, I got a problem. And the problem is that the Burger King is more than four miles away. <laughs> like, I, need, <laughs> I can't walk to a Burger King and back in, like, in, in a reasonable amount of time. Like, you got to... You gotta, you gotta do something about this Impala situation. Yeah, or my like, car's in my house, bro. <laughs> I mean, piece by piece, man. That's how the college prankers do it. You know what I'm saying? Yep, <clears throat> yep, yep. Uh, there's a moment because there's like some build up to the the snap where they appear in the bunker, and as soon mm-hmm. as it happens, the dude in the back, Donatello, just screams out, "What happened?" <laughs> <laughs> and he does it with the full like like he's so into it <laughs> it's just so good uh, and then um chuck walks out with the six pack and is like yeah I, I answer prayers and lucifer comes out and they share kind of a moment of you look different actually i'm the same um god snaps and we see some like light stuff and i was like oh he's going to put lucifer into a body so that he doesn't possess cast no no he just healed castiel so that's mm-hmm. okay um and then sam and dean kick donatello off the show like they stuff him to the back of the cab and it's like yeah see you later (laughs) uh yep good luck um so now dean reveals to sam when he asks hey what happened with amara he's like yeah she wants me to be a part of her like forever so that'd be gonzo and i don't know if it would be tight or not bro (laughs) she said do you think it's tight if i was boundless inside my lover (laughs) do you think that's tight do you think that, that'd be pretty cool? <laughs> Sam's just making this big old face like, what? <laughs> Sam looking around going, I am definitely back in the cage right now. Yeah, that is I'm definitely back in the cage. That's because <laughs> let me be boundless inside you is bad poetry that he once wrote for Jessica. Oh, whatever. Or I was going to say like, that's something that's been badly translated from a Nokian. But yes, I'll take yeah. either one of those. But yeah. <laughs> boundless inside somebody. Yeah. Um, Sam, like Sam's sending texts. I want to be boundless inside you. And the girl's like, oh, dude. Um, <laughs> And so Dean, Dean's saying that back to Sam now. He's like, he's getting all like, did you read my fucking diary? What the fuck, bro? Did, um, in the reveal that all of Sam's life was haunted by demons, like all uh, of his friends and everything, did we, Jess wasn't possessed by a demon, right? Like that was never a thing that No, happened. I think that was, that was his GF, yeah. That was his, that was definitely his GF. So there was no that's situation where yeah, that's he was died. texting her like, boundless inside you. And she's like, motherfucker, like I have to mm-hmm. pretend to like sex with this 47L <laughs> nerd? Seriously? No, even demons were possessed uh, or impressed by that 47L, <laughs> all right? 47L with a three inch inseam. No thank Where'd you, my you, friend. No thank you. Where did you, where did you find Wranglers like that? 
<laughs> How did you get these Wranglers? Are they rare? Did you oh find them on God. eBay? These are collector's <laughs> items. <laughs> what do you mean they're, they're what do you mean they're made from two brontosauruses? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> did you have to stitch them together yourself? No, you bought them at Old Navy. Those are Old Navy <laughs> brand jeans. What the fuck? They just carry them that long. <laughs> Sam, where do you what are you doing? How do you even find these? <laughs> Sam's like they're on the top shelf. They're on the top shelf. Nobody nobody, nobody else could reach them. Nobody else could reach them except us, you know, 40 yeah. plus L's. <laughs> They call, uh, them, they call it the group calls themselves the 40 l's yeah, that's their destiny yeah. clan name yep exactly <laughs> anyway uh so yeah dean is like she wants me to be boundless inside of her i think that's pretty tight but i'm not sure and uh <laughs> that's it that's that's the end of the episode he walks off so mm-hmm. that's it um crazy few episodes man like yeah. this is we still have three episodes left in this season i think is that correct um uh, two or three yeah and that's this is this is heavy heavy lore for like being not quite the penultimate episode right yeah i um i hope they don't weirdly i hope they don't wrap up too much right at the end of the season um because if if they're really building up to something big i kind of want to see them stretch it out a little bit if it's good um we'll see how things go the next episode and you know maybe i'll just want them to pull the trigger and get this done with um but i don't know what's gonna happen so i'm excited yeah i um the thing that I have been alluding to, uh, which is the thing that I cackled at when it was appeared on the screen, I think is happening in the next episode. Um, so I'll be very curious how I take that into effect. Um, I, as much as we like make light of this stuff, like it's getting supernatural is getting pretty ridiculous at this moment, but it mm-hmm. still has some really good character moments. Like I'm really digging all of the stuff with Dean and being mad at God. And then like God, like maybe insinuating that actually you're just mad at your dad, bro. Like go check that mm-hmm. shit out. <laughs> Maybe that's why you can't. Maybe that's why when Amara texts you pictures of your boyfriend tied up, you get a little confused. Have you thought about that? Right. Um, and Sam is like, is "This am I still in the cage? I can't tell. Yeah. Is that real?" <laughs> um, but I, like, it's the good character stuff that I'm. I'm I think I'm gonna keep coming back for uh, mm-hmm. the the lore and the the stuff is over the top and crazy in a way that I, I actually genuinely enjoy. Like, I I can get behind some of this cosmic stuff. Um, I wish God was a little bit more. I wish we had scary Chuck more than uh, slovenly Chuck, mm-hmm. but um, and it's weird that they just brought Kevin back for one line and then sent him on his way. But at least I guess yeah. he gets some closure. Uh, was he I, in town? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was he? <laughs> did he bring Donatello with him? Is that the reason that guy's on the show? Yeah, I don't know. But overall, I thought I think it's a really great episode, and like I, I think pound for pound season 11 is is up there with the first five seasons of being just kind of amazing like we've had a yeah. a through line almost this entire season we've had very good monster of the week episodes that loosely tie into it like i'm i'm kind of here for season 11 my man this is one of my favorites for sure you have any last thoughts about the episode no i'm excited to see what happens next cool well thank you everybody for listening thank you for everybody that donates cash over at patreon.com slash monster of the week if you want to uh, get onto our Discord server and chat about fish, you can do that over there. You can also get episodes of this podcast early. We've had a lot of people saying that they have caught up to the podcast in like a matter of months, and that's like 200 episodes, none of which are less than an hour. So Jesus Christ, thank you so much. Uh, and welcome to the public feed. We appreciate it. We, we, we love you. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with the final countdown. Oh.
Good epo. All right. We got it. We locked it in. All right. Which one is this? 176, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I, won't, I won't blow it this time. Ooh, punch my mic, though. It was his jeans, Haas, and a doki. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> um, I wonder, there's got to be, like, a 70s black exploitation film that has, like, a dude walking at the camera as the movie poster and just has, like, the longest mm-hmm. legs ever. Like, mm-hmm. we got to try mm-hmm. to find that for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to do that besides Googling big jeans, though. <laughs> oh, I forgot. So, the other day when we were recording um for almost four hours and at a certain point i was like man i gotta i really gotta fucking pee i'm like two and a half hours in and i just like really had to pee so um brian had like dm'd me something that like relative to the podcast at some point on on twitter so i sent him a message and i was like hey i gotta i gotta pee really bad uh but i didn't want to interrupt i don't know who edits the show i didn't want to create any more work for anybody um so i said like i'm gonna get up and pee in a second and then i was like all right brb like keep talking Basically, like, don't, you know, don't pause, wait for me to talk. Just go. I won't have to interrupt the flow. I'll quietly sneak off. I'll be back in a minute. No, no big deal. Um, and I came back and thankfully nobody noticed. But after the fact, it turns out the DMs on Twitter had broken and he didn't get that. Um, huh. so it didn't matter in the end, but. That's um, very funny. Just, yeah. I remember that day. Like, all of the, I remember seeing people complaining about DMs being broken. It's very funny. That's the longest podcast I ever recorded. It's a lot, dude. It's a whole lot. It's a whole lot. I don't know what the longest podcast I recorded is. Because we sat down, I recorded for 20 minutes, and then I realized, oh, they don't use outtakes, so I'm just going to delete this and start over. <laughs> and then when we finished recording, I think I was at three hours and 24 minutes. Um, Chris was like, I was spending like, gold, and you're not even going to use it? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I, I spent like uh, 10, 15 minutes trying to then get the episode to Vader. Um, Charles. It's so weird to call him Charles. I'm so used to calling him Vader. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, finally did that, and then I was like, "Okay, it's nine o'clock at night." I started at four thirty. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. I um, Autumn is doing uh, a her company scheduled a like happy hour from four thirty to five thirty today. Interesting. So I think she's set up in the living room with like a webcam and like a drink or Ooh, something. Talking I to am, her fam. I'm pretty much out of beer. Um, oh no! So I think I I gotta go to the store. Um, I don't want to, but like, I have to. <laughs> okay, remember how to do a podcast. Testing, 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 testing. Hello, hello, hello. All right, get the m- right microphone working. Had to double check. We're good to go. Mic check one 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 two. What's up? Mic check, check mic, mic mic check. Can you hear me? Am I talking? Can I hear you? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. What's up, my man? Uh, I was trying to come in big with that um, Breath of the Wild sound effects. No, that's just like, <laughs> ooh, Link's too cold. Get him some armor, man. Get I was trying doing? to find the sound effect that, like the you discovered a secret or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, the but Z- the didn't Zelda have it on fanfare hand. music. I had yeah. that as a uh, when I first figured out how to change 
text tones. I changed that to I changed it to the Zelda, da, 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 and mm-hmm. then it just very quickly wore itself out. Like it was fun yeah. in the games when you're like, oh, I got a rupee, but like, yeah. oh, it's it's my wife telling me that I need to go to the grocery store. Yeah, it's somebody uh, bringing stress to my life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how are you, my dude? Doing all right, you know, hanging in there, doing the thing. How's the week? How are you? How's the week? Well, the, I don't know what day it is ever. That's the thing. That's like I've been pretty on top of the you know the weekdays for the most part. Today's Thursday, and I know that only because um tomorrow's Friday <laughs> <laughs> because Monster of the Week came out today. Is that the reason? Yeah. Is that what you know? Yes um yeah i completely forgot yeah. to uh release days of future cast yesterday um which because it comes out on wednesdays now and i just spaced i wasn't busy i just mm-hmm. played breath of the wild all day and didn't realize it was a day <laughs> i just thought this was just an every continuing just like time of my life like i get up yep. and i play breath of the wild and then me and autumn watch some tv and then i go to sleep and then i wake up and i play some breath of the wild <laughs> In between that, I answer a work phone call or like four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have work during the day, but there's so little to do for the most part that it mm-hmm. just feels like, I don't know, I'm just stuck in a vacuum. How often are you uh, checking in on those nips? I uh, I took care of my nips this morning. Uh, I went to Brian Wade's Island and um, made a uh, made a tidy sum. I said I didn't realize people were like rolling in millions right now because I buy like 60K worth of uh, turnips in Animal Crossing. And then I, I sell them. And like today I made like, I don't know, 400,000, which is, you know, that's a nice little, that's a nice little bundle I made there. But everybody else is like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I got like 6 million today. I'm like, what do you, what? How? Why? What do you need all that for? Uh, and then I started trying to get into the, um, the reconstruction game, right? I've seen like screenshots online of people's Animal Crossing Islands and they look incredible. And mine just looks like shit. And um, you, ha- you can move buildings around. Because obviously, when you start the game, you don't know where you're putting anything. You don't know you're just sticking villagers' houses in random places. You don't. You just don't know. Um, but it costs uh, fifty thousand every day to to move a house, and you can only do one a day. Um, so to like redesign your island, it takes a long time. It takes a lot of uh, patience, which I don't have any of. Um, so I'm just I'm actually getting a little a little swept away by all this Animal Crossing stuff. I might I might be thrown in the towel soon. <laughs> Just too much, or what's happening? The, you know, I'm just too much to trying to keep up with the Joneses. I'm just seeing what everybody else has, and I and I know I can't swing it. I'm just a simple man, simple islander. <laughs> simple islander. I don't understand. I, I mean, I get it because gamers gonna game, but the the idea to take this like what looks like a very casual, relaxing kind of game and turn it into a min max nightmare of epic mm-hmm. proportions is just like mm-hmm. the most gamer thing that I've seen lately. Like it's just, yeah. it's just a very gamer thing to do. It's extreme. It's an extremely gamer thing to do. Like I just wanted to like have a nice garden. Um, and then I saw Brian Wade's orchard this morning, and I was like, "Fuck, my orchard looks so stupid. His looks so fancy." <laughs> and it made me want to redo my whole shit. <laughs> I definitely, I can see, I can definitely see getting FOMO on this stuff. Like, imagine if Elijah Wood shows up at your Animal Crossing Island to get those those sweet sweet nip prices, and like it's just a garbage fire in there. And Elijah yeah. Wood like publicly tweets about it, and it's like, I went, yeah. I got good prices, but man, this guy's thing was a just a fucking train wreck. He's like, man, when I was riding horses with Vigo Mortensen during the filming of Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers. Uh, excuse me, they don't appear in that film together. Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, I never would have imagined that in my life I'd be stumbling upon 
an Animal Crossing island as shit as yours. I've uh, I never imagined that I would cast a ring into the depths of Mordor and visit it again when I was going to your island to get more to get, get no, good nip prices. Uh, and it's just my sad, just pathetic looking Animal Crossing villager shivering in the cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How is um? Oh. Well, I want to talk about Breath of the Wild, but uh, to avoid talking about Final Fantasy here, um, I guess it on again. He's coming up again. Brian Wade went to I've guessed on his podcast to talk about Final Fantasy VII remake and uh, Gamer's Guide to the Galaxy. I assume that will be out this week or next week. Um, Fuck, who knows, dude? As of the recording of this, it's not out yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recorded for just under four hours, I believe. Um, it's the longest podcast session I've ever done. Um, but it was fun. We t- we talked about every aspect of that video game, <laughs> every single one, all the parts. I'm uh, Chris. I love you. I love Brian Wade. I love mm-hmm. Vader. I don't know that Stewart guy very well. I hear he talks very. He has a very thick accent. Uh, I'm not going to listen to that podcast. I don't really care very much. I like. Un- I understand. I understand. <laughs> I I do understand. <laughs> uh, three and three plus hours of Final Fantasy VII content is just not for me. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you well, everybody talk, they, should listen to Gamers Guide to the Galaxy because yeah. it has a fun name and it's got a bunch of fun accents on it. So. Um, one of them was mine this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully, you were going like full mass, right? Like full mass yeah, compared to Vader's time, New Zealand. And- I said a lot of slurs yeah, because yeah. I'm from Boston, and that's just how it is. Wicked oops, yeah. Wicked oops. <laughs> you told me that was not a thing. So I've been no. we were watching Top <laughs> Chef, uh, and this chick said "wicked oops," and like after she like messed up something, and I texted you, and I was like, "This chick just said wicked oops," and you were like, "That's not a real thing," and that's I'm like. Not- Mm. Whenever I see somebody say "wicked pissa," yeah, yeah, I like I, I've never I've never heard somebody say that it like genuinely ever. Whenever I hear somebody say that, it's somebody who doesn't have a heavy Boston accent. They're talking about the Red Sox, and then they're saying, "Oh, that's wicked pissa," and I'm like, "No, what? what no, why did you do that? No, it's not. Why'd you say that? Do people do? Do you think that people talk like that? Maybe they do. Maybe in certain sections of Boston, but I've never encountered a genuine." use of of that phrase and i just i truly don't understand it's just like snl is is uh perpetrating these <laughs> these stereotypes i mean it's the same thing down here like uh mm-hmm. whenever you hear somebody saying share at the end of a sentence like more likely more than more likely than not they are not like any kind of cajun creole no. french influenced anything um now the thing you do hear from like everybody that's become like slang is sha baby like people just what? people just throw that at the end of the sentence nowadays, as if to say like "bless her heart" or "oh that's so sweet" or anything like "oh my dog got into an uh got into some poison ivy this weekend, so she's wearing the the cone," and someone will say "oh shop baby," like that kind of thing. Oh, uh, I don't I don't really know what it means, but I I think I understand. Yeah, yeah, like you know, oh look at the oh look at the shop baby, so cute, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay, um, all right. But you yeah, sounded a little bit like Mario there, but I I, I, think I, I understand. Dude, my like. <laughs> It's it's hilarious that like Gary does the ass gambit stuff because he does a Cajun Creole like comedy accent more than I can do get anywhere close to it. Right. Like I mean, my Boston thing is me just saying "kid." I'm down at the pia, kid. Yeah, um, we well, you you do a good pia though. Like that's good. Yeah, like pia. I can't even. Yeah, that's 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 rad. So like accents have always been my downfall. I've never done a good accent in my life. I did like for about forty five seconds once. Um, I was on some pretty hefty drugs and I did a good Sean Connery and the whole room broke up. Oh, um, oh. and I rem- like 
the next day, Sober Jeremy tried to break out the Sean Connery, and everybody was like, "Nah, man, that's not no. that's not a good Sean bro, Connery. You can't do you that." Left, you should have left that one last night, bro. Yeah, 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 dude. So I'm thinking that was not me doing a good accent. That was just me doing some heavy drugs. And so, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Not do a uh, Sean Connery accent. Not do. Yeah, I'm not even gonna attempt it. Everybody, everybody is waiting with bated breath for me to like dip into that, uh, you know, Je- Jeopardy routine of you know. Fuck your mom to get um, your back or whatever. So yeah, did you um? So did you beat Breath of the Wild yet? No, I have not beaten it. I'm oh. uh, I have conquered all four divine beasts. Um, I have obtained the master sword. Oh. um, which was which is like a a thing. Like you have to have it, it's it's weird in this game. Like they don't just hand it to you. Like they show it to you and it's on this pedestal and you grab it and they're like you need to have a lot of heart to do this and they mean that ex- literally like you have to have a lot of hearts because you have to have like 15 hearts for it to work oh shit because oh, it, it drains you of your life force as you're trying to remove it from the pedestal i um, see is there a catch to using it does it break like every other goddamn weapon in the game it, it does not break but the energy runs out um and if the energy runs out it takes like 10 real-time minutes for it to charge back up again uh so uh but it does also has like the classic zelda one beam attack so if your hearts are full you can hit the r button and you can throw laser beams at people that's cool yeah um so that's it's cool i haven't really like used it a lot it's pretty boring like i've gotten into the i'm I'm at the point of the game where i just have a bunch of weapons and they're all Mm -hmm. cool like i've got a flame great sword and an ice spear and a blizzard rod and all this other kind of crazy shit and yeah it all breaks but i'm also like going into weird places and finding more of that stuff so like i'm not stressed out about it too much um so yeah like that's that's it's been a lot of fun like the weapon durability thing is a bummer but it really especially at the beginning it's a bummer like i think that if they gave you better stuff at the beginning it'd be a lot easier like just to get you over the hump but at the beginning it's very easy to find yourself like surrounded by dudes and have a weapon break and be like where's a tree branch (laughs) like i'm dying (laughs) here what do i do um and that and that kind of sucks but like at the point i'm at which i feel like is like close to end game it's uh it's it's not near as bad also i'm carrying 19 weapons at at, right now holy smokes yeah no i'm sorry i just got the 17th slot because i think there's only 20 so yeah 17 17 weapons i've spent i found found a lot of those korok seeds my man does it display them all on link's body no unfortunately not i really hope hoping for like a death stranding situation yeah. where Get it just comes from his back, back. <laughs> yeah because he's also carrying um like at any given time i've got probably 15 different kinds of fish stacked up like maybe eight right. or ten of those each a bunch of fruit uh a lot of cooked meals like i've got link's pockets be full man that's what i'm yep. saying link's uh, pockets do be full that game is way better with the japanese voice soundtrack i don't know if i told you that but uh yeah yeah zelda's voice actress is just atrocious in the u.s she's very breathy chris Uh, do you want to record a podcast with me if if i knew anyone who talked like that i straight up could not be there for i mean you can't do it dude like imagine somebody like chris can you get the paperwork i didn't receive your email today i'd be like we're gonna throw down you're gonna get this (laughs) right now (laughs) i can't do it um and the the japanese voice actress like i think it's just because i can't I don't speak Japanese. Like yeah. I can't understand it. So I'm just like, it's just, and I'm like, Oh yeah, this yeah. is way better. Yeah. Um, I love when, um, when American nerds, um, are like, Oh, the Japanese cast is better. I'm like, well, f- that may be true, but you don't fucking know. Yeah. You don't know. Motherfucker. <laughs> you have <Yeah>. no idea. <laughs> there's only about one. There's like, maybe like two people I know online that I would trust with that question. Right. Um, right. And, and they are both like from that area, from the region. Right. 
Um, and ironically, both speak like many different languages. But um, yeah, that game is good. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if you ever. I I've heard. Game, you know, I didn't good. like it, but I've heard. And you're almost making me want to go back to it. But uh. I don't. I mean, like I, this is the perfect quarantine game for me. I feel like because uh, the thing that happens is I load it up. And when I first got it, I felt a lot of pressure. Like I wanted to see the Zelda story. I wanted to get the cool shit. Uh, and that doesn't really exist as much mm-hmm. as you might think it does. Like the divine beast are like kind of dungeons, but not really. And they're also kind of weird and awkward. I think I did three of them. Three of them. Wow. Jeez. That's a lot. Yeah. I got stuck um, because I got too close to the castle. Um, and there's those like laser creatures. Yeah. Yeah. The guardians. And I was trying, I thought that I was trying to do something for like the main quest. I was wrong, um, and I couldn't get away. Like uh, no matter what I did, I would get shot down by a laser and die. And I didn't understand how to counteract it, how to get away mm-hmm. on my horse or on foot without getting killed again. Um, I can't remember. And you forgot that you could teleport anywhere at any point in the game. <laughs> Can you? Um, <laughs> when you die, what do you like respawn somewhere? Or do you, like I don't remember how. It yeah, yeah, I just yeah. know that I I died over and over and over again, and I I couldn't get away. And yeah, maybe I wasn't teleporting or. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't remember anything. You can teleport can. to any tower or shrine that you've uh, found. Okay. So uh, it's okay. not like anywhere. But yeah. Uh. When you die, you just kind of come back and you have uh. Like you generally before you get into a combat encounter, it saves. I've been noticing. Um. And then if you run up on a big creature and it kills you, like it just spawns you right like right before that, okay. uh, which is pretty friendly. I feel like the the that was not the way it was at launch, and I may be misremembering, but I feel like I did some stuff like you're talking about and got like stuck in a place with a bunch of enemies at some point, but maybe not. Yeah, I didn't know how to get out, so I just I think I just stopped playing. <laughs> there's uh there's some real fun stuff. Like I don't know, there's the, the the thrill of like the other day I was like, oh, to upgrade this armor, I need like ice bat wings. So I'm gonna go to Iceland and go kill some bats. And I just wandered all over these mountains and found a bunch of new critters and killed a bunch of stuff. And you know, I, like it was neat, like seeing stuff and like, is that a? Oh yeah, there's a hidden shrine right here, and like just wandering the map and uh they introduced like a hero's journey mode so you can uh pull up your map and hit a button and it shows you everywhere you've been on the map for the last like 200 hours played or something oh cool yeah so it's it was real fun like pulling that up and then doing it and being like oh like i thought i had explored this entire region pretty thoroughly but there's a whole side of this mountain and area that i have not been in so let's go over there and check that out and just finding weird shit and and killing it (laughs) i mean uh and then making a bunch of money like you can make a ton of money in the hunting in the little snowy region area that was a lot of fun so got you got to get that paper you got to get the paper dog like otherwise how are you going to be paying them fairies it's essential to get the paper fairies upgrade your armor and they require rupees to open and at first it's like 100 rupees nbd 500 rupees all right well that's kind of hurts a thousand rupees goddamn the fourth and final one is ten thousand rupees that's too many rupees too many rupees man i uh you can go in the discord i made a spreadsheet about all of the upgrade material parts that i need so i can go hunt i saw that uh, hunt all of them down (laughs) so yeah it's um but again like this is quarantine game right like i have Mm -hmm. this is me zoning out on the couch for like hours and doing and doing this like i don't i don't know if i I don't know that i could have played this game like casually at launch like i just like there's no feeling of progression right I, I, i haven't had a good i haven't had a good hearty um Video game sesh. I mean, I played Final Fantasy VII Remake when it came out, and I played a lot of it really fast. Um, but then I played FF9 and 10, 
And nine was fine. I finished it up pretty quickly. And then 10, I got into like that like obsessive depressive cycle with it because I kept screwing stuff up mm-hmm. um, and I finished it. But it's like I've just been like clearing through stuff and then like moving on. But nothing has like completely. I don't know. Like I, I want a Breath of the Wild kind of experience. They um, I, I, it's been I was telling Autumn, like it's been a while since I've been into a position where I I think to myself, I could be playing Breath of the Wild right now. <laughs> and like i don't it's not often i'll play video games and i'll have fun playing video games but it's not like when we finished streaming resident evil 2 i was like man all i fucking want to do is play resident evil 2 right mm-hmm. now and i felt mm-hmm. that a little bit because i was like curious about it but me and you doing the stream thing kind of brought me down on it a little bit it's like yeah i'll just wait um but that like i find myself like picking up the controller um when autumn is like i'm gonna go take a bath real quick and then we'll come make a dinner and i'm like all right that gives me about like maybe 15 20 minutes maybe 30 if she gets a little comfortable yeah let's do some breath of the wild whereas like before <laughs> i'd be just looking at twitter so yeah yeah that's good though it's fun yeah, it's fun i mean i've been playing too many video games and uh isolating everyone who wants to talk to me um despite not really even enjoying myself playing video games so who knows? Who knows? Yeah, you you kind of had you kind of had some bad issues, huh? I did, I did. I I actually talked about it when I recorded with Brian. Um, I was just screwing a lot of stuff up. I finally got it right after five hours, which is too long. Uh, and I think I was telling you, I was like, yeah, I'm not even angry. If I was like pissed off and had gamer rage, that'd be normal. But I, like, I couldn't stop. I just kept trying and trying and trying. And it was like, okay, that's a brain function that's failing me right now. Um, and I finally got it right. Um. It was part one of two, and then I ch- it consulted the strategy guide for part two. It said, hey, go here and pick up this item, and you're good to go, brother. Word. Said, Thanks so much. I just spent five hours doing the, the first part of this. So I wanted to do the second part, and I uh, went to pick up the item, which I had missed earlier in the game, but no big deal. I'm going to swing by and pick it up. Um, except now, uh, this version of Final Fantasy X is updated from the PS2 version that I originally played. Uh, it's the international version. They've added bonus bosses. Um, and so when I got to the area to pick up that second item I needed, before I could pick up that item, I had to fight like a mega ultra super boss. Um, and I entered battle and it did 999,000 damage to two of my party members out of three. Uh, and I had like 3000 health. <laughs> so I knew that I was not able to even, um, even sniff at this guy. I couldn't, I could do nothing. So, um, I was extremely disappointed, uh, and angry with myself for getting caught in that depressive, obsessive cycle again. Um, and all around, it was just bad times. And I eventually, I, you know, a day later, I went back and just beat the games to get it out of my system and have it be over with. But yeah, um, you know, it's it's not healthy. It's not good. It's not good to get like that. Is there anything that's coming out right now that like you're looking forward to? Because I was, I haven't looked at it like a release schedule in a while. But like the only thing that I can think of that's even like it, it's Elden Ring, right? But like we don't know a release date. Like we know nothing about that game really at yeah. all. So, but I can't. I don't no. find myself getting very excited about other video games right now. Yeah, I'm not really, I don't really, I can't think of anything. I mean, Final Fantasy VII was the big one, and I absolutely loved it, um, and I want to play it again at some point. But, um, yeah, nope, I don't think, like, The Last of Us 2, like, I actually, I don't even care anymore. Um, I also, I got it spoiled, but I don't even give a shit. <laughs> um, Ghost of Tsushima, if that is cool, maybe I'll pick it up, but, like, not, I don't, I, again, I, I don't care. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't just, for the rest of the year, I don't really care about anything. Yeah, I um I didn't see any of the Last of Us spoilers. Like I don't that that would be a weird one to spoil for me because I was way more into the gameplay than I was the story. So mm-hmm. I'd like it's fine if Ellie has a hero's journey or whatever it is. And I again I have not looked at any of that stuff. I have no idea. Um but like I like is the stealth gameplay still good? And is it still like satisfying to hit something with a brick when all that shit falls apart? So Yeah. Um 
some of it it's just like it sucks that it's it's clear that they have severely abused their um their the developers um you know the leads of that studio have been trying so hard to be so woke that they've actually just become incredibly problematic and like um dragged up all like really bad tropes from from what i understand and this that's not even spoilers that unrelated to the spoilers um it seems like uh, Naughty Dog really fucked it on this one <laughs> with their uh, <laughs> like their crunch is way worse. Like the thing, the shit that they're subjecting their team to seems way worse. Um, and that's what's turned me off to the game more than any of the um, you know spoilers because not whatever it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, video um, games have like it's 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 nice that Naughty Dog tries, but like it's not like they have been. It's not like Uncharted is a magnificent example of storytelling in video games. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not. It's it's a fucking video game story. Mm-hmm. I am um, the the crunch thing. I'm real fascinated with because a lot of like the super, a lot of the stuff that takes the most time, which are these super detailed environments where you, everything is like hyper realistic and all of this stuff in the in all of these like tiny tiny details of pictures on the walls or things in the drawers and all that stuff like i think about red dead 2 with a lot of that stuff and how i just didn't care about it and like i feel bad for the guy that's like spent a 40 hour work week building a 1872 desk items from yeah. scratch and yeah. a 3d model program right like it had to be fucking and like the artist who had to texture it and color it and make sure that it works correctly in the game engine like it just and I just was like, for what? And like, like who who cares? Right. <laughs> gamers, gamers care. Gamers Somebody fucking who's care. Somebody making, making a top 10 fails in Naughty Dog games. Oh, God. Dude. You get a video on YouTube. That guy cares. So we need to we need to appease that guy and Jesus. torture our staff until we get the game done. Yeah, dude. I, I just I just don't get it. And like, it's not like I would like to think that Breath of the Wild wasn't do that. But I'm sure like people crunch their asses off of Breath of the Wild. Like that game is yeah. huge and expansive and I'm still playing it. But yeah. I f- I'm probably completely full of shit, but I feel like Nintendo was kind of OK. I mean, everybody, everybody in the video game industry in Japan, I assume just it's not crunch. It's just you work 80 hours a week. That's just what the workflow was like. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass. Um, I feel like Nintendo has a good reputation, but I could be wrong. Yeah, they've, you know, Miyamoto has said, and, and Nintendo, I think Nintendo as a company have said several times of like, you know, we don't really want to do crunch. We we want people to have a healthy home life, but they're also a Japanese video game company. And so like, <laughs> like there's not a single Japanese video company that's like super like, okay, guys, it's 40 hours. Everybody go home for your three day weekend. Right. Like that's not, that's never been a thing ever. So it's, I, 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 who knows? <clears throat> what we do know is supernatural. Large lore, Chris. Are you ready? Let's do it. <laughs> 